This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Guna Talk, back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal News Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Hope you've had a fantastic weekend. Hope you've enjoyed yourselves. I certainly have myself. Enjoyed myself at Winter Wonderland yesterday in Hyde Park. It was very, very nice. Had, uh, well, there was lots of things going on. And I have to say that the ice skating was certainly something that I will be getting back into because I haven't done it in about six years Um but I really enjoyed it. It was great. And there's, there's always something about, you know, like riding, they say about riding a bike. Once you do it once or you've learned how to do it, it comes back. And it certainly did come back. And uh, whilst a few of my friends were kind of edging their way around the side, just skipping through the lanes in the middle, going, oh, guys, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit like Arsenal this season and everyone else in the league table. Anyway, good morning, everybody joining us in the chat box. Uh, let's go to Paul. Good morning to you, to Matt G, to Olu, to Jose, to Temi, uh, Kieran and Louie and Stephen and Stevie and Vivian and Peter. Uh, Red Star, David, Reese, Amira, Joey. Good morning, guys. Harvey, Harvey again saying, I'm not much for the World Cup, but so seeing Arsenal play a lot. I miss them too, mate. I think we're all missing them massively. So, uh, Cole, Colin, good morning to you, to DJD10, Yukubu joining us in the chat box, Christopher, Kev, Lars, Philip. Uh, we've got Robin and Franklin, and we've got uh, Nitin as well, Viraj, Anthony. Uh, Fuad says, what happened to taking Sundays off, Tom? You're mental. Yes, I know I am. I, I kind of scrapped the whole take a morning off sort of thing. I was up anyway, so I might as well just do the show. It's just easier, isn't it, if I just do the show because I'm up. I'm not doing anything else until I start work. I'm actually working today anyway. So uh, let's just let's crack on with things and uh, drop a like on the video. Show your appreciation for the hard work that goes into making the videos and the channel. What it is, uh, Arsenal's under, tw- under 18, sorry, suffered... Quite the defeat at home to West Ham United, losing 4-1. Jack Wilshere's side very much humbled 
uh, once again this season. Unable to pick up a, a good run of form, unfortunately, so far this season. And we're hoping for some better results in the coming weeks that can match our under-21s, who continue to do really, really well under Mehmet Ali. A 4-1 away win at Swansea uh, was the record of the day. A really big first half, in fact, where all four goals of Arsenal's were scored in the first half of the game, with the second half being a lot more about uh, managing the fixture. Uh, we conceded the one in doing so and uh, managed to come away with a very strong three points indeed. Uh, Yunus Musa caught up with Bakaya Saka. Of course, Musa usually uh, was part of the uh, the Arsenal Hayland Academy before he left to, to leave for Spain and Valencia. But uh, he met up with his former youth teammates, uh, put onto social media. It's been years since the days at Hayland, but I couldn't be more grateful to cross paths again in football's biggest stage. It kind of goes to show. Hailend and the production level of that academy and how quality players can come from Arsenal's academy and not just stay at Arsenal like Saka, but move on and do some great things elsewhere like Musa. So a really nice story there. Uh, now, there's been some comical links uh, and they certainly are comical. Calcio uh, Mercato, our, our good friends, uh, our good jokey friends from Italy, are claiming that Arsenal are apparently considering a move for their another former Highlander graduate, uh, Ismail Benacer, uh, and are claiming that Arsenal want the midfielder and are willing to do a cash plus Thomas Partey swap for the midfielder. Yes. Mm, £17 million apparently, plus Partey to get hold of the 24-year-old. <laughs> How funny. Sometimes I feel as though I shouldn't even give these links airtime but i kind of want to just laugh at them and make sure that we do highlight them so if you read them and you see them you can know and very well know that they are just a load of twaddle which is what i just feel that this is how incredible can you can you be to just claim that our club are preparing to you know there are sometimes i want to sit in a press conference with arteta and just ask him a straight up saying do you know about this? <laughs> Do you know the chaotic scenes of some of these types of reports that come out? Where do they come from? What are your reactions to them? Do you just sit and laugh with Edu? Maybe we need to ask Edu that question. Maybe that's one that might come up in the future. Uh, Arsenal how, have, however, fallen behind in the race to sign Endrick. Uh, I have, I'm well aware that Arsenal have sent out scouts on numerous occasions to watch the very talented uh, Brazilian, and uh, he is being, of course, tracked by plenty of the European elites, including Arsenal. But it is said that Barcelona are looking at the player, and that Xavi even confirmed that talks are taking place between uh, Barcelona and Palmeiras, and of course, Endrick's representatives over a potential deal. Uh, in the future, in fact, uh, Barca's manager, Xavi, said, we've been talking with Endrick's father and also with the player. I explained to them the project. We want him. He's a top talent. Endrick is the kind of player we need. I hope he joins Barca. It's up to him to decide. So even though Arsenal are out looking at some of the best talent in the world, again, we may just fall short of getting hold of them to one of the other European elite clubs. However... Some very interesting news indeed coming out yesterday. According to the Mirror, uh, it is said that Arsenal are set to win the race for Mikhailo Mudrik. Uh, in fact, it is said that Arsenal's uh, negotiations with Mudrik have reached a certain point where the Ukrainian side have come down significantly on their previous valuation of the player. It said, according to the Mirror, uh, that a 40 million plus potential add-ons deal could be willing to be accepted after Shakhtar Donetsk significantly lowered what they are expecting to play. And if Arsenal can get hold of Mikhailo Mudrik 
for around £40 million plus add-ons. I think it would be a significantly good deal for Arsenal to do. How likely and how real this is, of course, I've not heard anything in particular. I I intend on doing some chasing up on this today. But £40 plus for Mudrik, I think, is a very, very good deal indeed, especially considering it is going to be a, a structured deal, you imagine. But a very bold claim in the mirror that Arsenal are set to win the race. Now, uh, Ben Jacobs of CBS Sport has also been doing some talking about this. Uh, he says that publicly, Shakhtar are starting to say that the £100 million, um, kind of publicly, but privately, I'm told by sources at the club that €60 million Euros is a viable number that they might consider selling Mudrik for. So it could be a €40 million plus say 12 million in add-ons that could add up to that 60 million euro price tag um so that might in that might be what it is it might be that what it is so let's wait and see uh what happens with this and we'll of course keep you fully up to date with everything involving the player uh we might do an updated tactical breakdown on madrid as well as we get closer to the january transfer window certainly so but we did do a a uh, tactical breakdown on him uh, a while ago, but we might do an updated version with Andrew Todos from Zulia Lundinsk, who can give us some more information on the topic as well. That completes all of today's Sunday stories, including quite the line on Mudrik. So we've got plenty to discuss in part two with your questions right after this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat box and see what you guys are reacting to this news regarding Mudrik. Uh, let's go to uh, Red Star says that would be a great deal. Steven says 40 million would be a steal. Uh, Matt G says, I think we should swap Partey for Mudrik. <laughs> yes, continuous just Partey swaps. Just swap it for anyone at this stage. Uh, let's go to BX Gunner who says this kid was willing to go to Everton. In the summer, I'll pass. That's a bit of a shame. I would never be judging a player based on potential links to other clubs. Might just be me. Uh, let's go to Christopher, who says £40 million plus £150 million pounds in add-ons. <laughs> That's how you're going to get it done. All of them. If he wins the Ballon d'Or, Arsenal have to pay £150 million to Shakhtar. That's, that's how it's going to work. Uh, Mark says, yeah, I don't believe the £40 million pound hype on this one. Uh, Mark also says, though £40 million is the maximum of what Arsenal should pay, for Mudrik. It's difficult, isn't it, when you talk about how much Arsenal should pay for a player because we've got to put it into context of, you know, ultimately if Arsenal have the money, is it worth going in for the player and getting them done? Is it worth getting a player in January knowing that they can give you significant reinforcements in a month that you are pushing towards a title? It's very, very difficult to do indeed. Uh, Benji says, I have a dream, Tom. Uh, FDJ, Frankie Dion coming in and competing in Jacker and Partey's role. That midfield link-up would give Pep 
nightmares. Uh, Dan says, Tom, I'll be the happiest man if this deal works. Mudrick would be a great addition to the squad. Um, DR says, 40 million, so straight up swap for Nuno Tavares. <laughs> oh, don't start that again. Don't start that again. Uh, Benji says, what about Lindstrom, Tom? Has he impressed so far in the World Cup? He has played some minutes, but I, again, I'm really... I really try and encourage people not to, to to take the World Cup performances as gospel. I really do. I try and get people to to not be dissuaded by World Cup performances. And equally, I try to convince people that, you know, if you're watching the World Cup and then a player stands out, I really suggest going and watching them to like, watching them at another level uh, in a club sense because it can it can be very very difficult different and difficult to get that kind of best idea around the player. Uh, Temi says, "Why is Madrid worth so much? He hasn't won or done anything significant in football. Uh, a number of reasons, of course. Why? Firstly, of course, playing for Shakhtar Donetsk, a team that are very difficult to negotiate with and produced plenty of talents that have moved for very big fees. Douglas Costa, Fred, you know, have moved on players for uh, for a big big money." Uh, his age is another factor as well, playing on the international level, his performances in the Champions League. All these things combined have leveled up, so he's got a very, very significant transfer fee. Indeed, uh, Yomi says, I love the look of Lindstrom. He can certainly push Saka. Which one of Lindstrom or Madrid would you go for? I think either of them are very good options for Arsenal. Both players are certainly an, uh, an advancement on the depth options that we have and would add competition. So either I would be very, very happy with indeed. Uh, John says, it's Sunday, people. Make sure we drop a like on the video uh, for showing the dedication and giving us a show. Uh, Peter says, uh, Tom, do you think the source got misquoted and actually said Benacer plus cash for Partey? Uh, I hope that they were misquoted, Peter, but I... Have a fear that I don't think that is the case. Uh, Fuad says, Tom, how does it work with journos and their inside contacts in football who work uh, for the same media outlets? For example, are each journos their own entity when it comes to sources or does it get shared? Uh, as I can only give you my own interpretation, and that is that contacts are very personal to individual journalists. Sometimes things could be shared. Information can be passed along. But very rarely does that happen. Uh, I would say that, and I can only speak from my perspective, if you've got a source, you're working very hard to get the contacts that you have, the reliable sources that you can get hold of, and you don't want to share those, um, really. It's it's just a very personal thing. You work hard to get the connections and the relationships that you build within your career, and so it makes sense. So uh, I personally wouldn't go to someone and say, uh, you know, can you share with me your source for this because a i think it's unfair to the person because they've produced you know they've gone and created that relationship with an agent or with a representative or with someone who's close with the player so in the same sense that if someone asked me i wouldn't give up a source that i had you know i think naively i did at the start of my career in some senses you know passed on phone numbers or said to get in touch with this person if someone wanted information but i think you grow in this career and you realize that you know it is quite individual and that you need to use your abilities and contacts to the best of your ability. So I think that would be different now. Uh, let's go to uh, 433, who says, uh, Tom, what's your thoughts on Joao Felix? Apparently he wants a move and would be great competition for the front three. I think it would depend very much on the figure. I mean, Atletico Madrid paid a huge amount of money for him when they bought him from Benfica. If they want anything upwards of 60, 70 million, I struggle to think that Arsenal would go in for that. Um, because he's he's not been consistent enough and it would be difficult to see that transition to the Premier League at his age now uh, being a massive success. I mean, just looking at his profile from this season, let's have a quick check. 23 years of age now. 
uh, moved after that massive, massive deal, uh, 127 million euros, which is ridiculous. Three goals, three assists in La Liga this season for an Atletico Madrid side that aren't doing amazingly well, it has to be said, under uh, Simeone this season. I mean, they're sitting fifth in the table behind Athletic Club and Real Sociedad. But uh, they're pretty close still to that top four. In fact, they're joint on points with Athletic Club in fourth, two points behind Real Sociedad in third, but 11 points off second place Real Madrid uh, in second. And Barcelona are currently top with 37 points as well. So I don't necessarily think it's Real Felix um, is, the, is, is the guy. I don't know. But apparently there's been rumours that we've tried before to get him uh, with loans, with potential views to a permanent deal, but it's not worked out. Um, we'll see. I saw that circulating somewhere on Twitter uh, the other day. So there you go. Uh, let's go to Sanjeev, who says Arsenal must play all their Premier League matches like a cup final when they will, or then they will be becoming champions. Sanjeev, I hope you're right, mate. Uh, Temi says any midfielder that approaches Partey's quality that can realistically be signed in January, probably none. Uh, is, is the honest answer. I don't think there are any realistically that you can sign that are as good as him that would want to come that you could get for a reasonable figure. I think the players that we're looking to try and bring in are going to be competitors that in the future couldn't be can be as good as a player like uh, like Partey. I think that's what we're aiming for ultimately. Uh, Matt says, I'd be more excited by signing Danilo than Mudrik. Mudrik looks quality, but Danilo will make me feel a lot more comfortable when Partey inevitably gets injured. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Benji says, uh, am I the only one who would take Sane over Mudrik? If the price is that high, I'd go with someone Arteta has worked with before, him or Felix. Uh, for me, uh, Sane, I don't see leaving. Um, I don't see leaving Bayern Munich. I think he will still stay there. And if they are to let him go, it would be for a mad fee. That said, I would be very happy with a signing of Leroy Sane, but I just don't see that one happening. Uh, Bradley, I would take Joao Felix on a loan deal. Yes, uh, I think a loan deal with an option to buy is always a really good thing for a potential buying club because it gives you all the control with that. Uh, so I think, yes, that would make a lot more sense. Uh, Philip says, uh, Tom, would you be stoked with Danilo and Mudrick signings? Danilo has all the raw ingredients to be as good as Partey one day. I think if Arsenal end the window of Danilo and Mudrick through the door, it's an incredibly brilliant, successful January transfer window. Those two players, I think, add so much more quality to our team. I think that would be a really strong winter window. From the boys, uh, Red Star says, Tom, I've got the impossible question. Saka, Saliba and Martinelli. One stays for five years, one stays for 10 years and one stays for their whole career. You choose. I mean, five and 10. 10 is basically all of their careers anyway. I think all their career, Saliba, 10 years, Saka, five years, Martinelli. That's that's where I would sit on that one. I think you'd make a massive figure off of Martinelli in five years' time. Saka, I think, is just, you know, I think he's a talent that we have to keep at the club for the long term. Saliba, keep at all costs. Must, 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 if we want to try and compete, I think, keep a player of that level of quality in our team forever. Uh, it's as simple as that. Um, let's go to uh, Esmond says Turner, Xhaka, Erdegaard are so underrated. I think Turner's had a fantastic tournament so far. I think he's really impressed. I think he's received a lot of unfair and undue criticism uh, since he started his life at Arsenal. People immediately writing him off rather naively, uh, potentially even ignorantly. I think that he's a young guy still as a goalkeeper. He's in his late 20s, which for a goalkeeper is still young. And I think that he's still got a lot more to come from him. He kind of peaked. He's not peaking, but he's kind of come through his career later. 
than a lot of goalkeepers do. So I still think he's improving every single year and has shown that in the MLS. He's showing that for the UN's national team. And I think he's shown that in his career at Arsenal. I think in his later games, he was producing some really strong performances against Buda Glimt, uh, which really impressed me when he played as well. So yeah, definitely. Turner is underrated indeed. Uh, morning, John, from uh, Vienna in Austria, somewhere I've always wanted to visit. Uh, Viraj says, did you see the under-14s goal uh, Arsenal scored? Playing the Arsenal way with incredible movements in that style of play being instilled all age groups is incredible. I didn't, Viraj. Could you send me that? I was out all of yesterday, so I've been a quick round trip trying to sum up the news for this morning, to be honest. Um, let's go to uh, Fuad, who says, another question, if that's all right. Not that you want to get bogged down in footy politics, but what do you make of Arsenal still being partners with Rwanda? with a lot of human rights issues being in question. Uh, it's a fair question and you're, you're right to ask it. And I, you know, it doesn't make me feel comfortable. I do need to do my due diligence and do some more research into it. But from the things I hear, it doesn't make me feel very comfortable, Fuad, is, is my honest answer. Uh, Ashton says, is Turner ever going to be Arsenal's number one? He played it brilliantly against England. Probably not. I just can't see that happening, Ashton. I don't think Ramsdale would lose that spot. Um, but uh, I think that in terms of where we could move in the future, if there's an injury to Ramsdale, people got to take their chances. You know, you've got to take your chances in this business. And hopefully if, oh, I don't want to, I hope that Ramsdale gets injured, but if he is out, hopefully Turner can indeed do that. Uh, Shamoy says Ferran Torres or Depay would be good. Hardly play for Barca at the moment. I think they're kind of, I think Depay would be a much further down the list of priorities. I like Ferran Torres a lot. I think that would be a deal I'd be very, very happy with as well. Uh, let's go to Kev. Says, any news on Tillemans? Uh, the only news on Tillemans is, is what we've been saying and I've been telling you for a while is that I think Arsenal will continue to wait until the summer on this one. I think that the only way in which they'll move for him in January is if somebody comes in for Tillemans in the January transfer window. Tillemans wants to go to Arsenal. Edu is very keen on the player, but doesn't want to overpay for a player that's only got six months left on their contract. I think it's a deal that we could see happen in the summer unless someone moves for him in January. That might accelerate Arsenal's plans depending on the finances involved in any potential deal. Uh, and he certainly wants to move on a free. Uh, he's got no intention of, of renewing his contract. <laughs> any news on Higuain? <laughs> he's, he's retiring. That's, that's what the news is. He's retiring from football. What a career he ended up having. How things could have been so different for, for Higuain if he had actually moved to Arsenal. If Arsenal hadn't have done all the craziness at the end of that deal uh, and really kind of pulled out towards the end. And we'll finish with RD who says, what's your gut feeling about the January transfer window? My gut feeling is one of excitement. You know, I'm, I'm really excited about the January transfer window. I think it could be a great opportunity for Arsenal to cement their place as title contenders this season. I'm nervous at the same time, always a little bit nervous, but I'm looking forward to bringing you coverage of that on the channel. Of course, any players that we're linked to close to the transfer window will be bringing you the tactical breakdowns on. And of course, all of the coverage across the World Cup of Arsenal and our friendlies, which kick off on my... Uh, information was one potentially behind closed doors very soon. And then we've got the games between the 8th and the 16th of December in the Emirates. Uh, is it an Emirates Star Cup? I'm not sure. It's definitely in Dubai. The Dubai Super Cup, I think it's called. I don't know if Emirates is sponsoring it. Um, but uh, yes, the Dubai Super Cup is what we're involved in against Leon and Milan. And then on the 8th, 17th of December, we play Juventus in a friendly at the Emirates as well. 
uh, maybe there for that one. We'll see what happens. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in to this morning's show. Only a slightly shorter one. It is a Sunday. Uh, so I'm going to go and chill before I start work a little bit later on. You can check out all of our written work, of course, as always, over at football.london. Have a fantastic Sunday. Enjoy the end to your weekends. And I'll see you bright and early, of course, tomorrow morning with all the latest news and views and questions and queries from you guys in the chat box. Drop a like, subscribe if you're new. And as always, up the arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.